this is Face the Music, an ELO song-by-song podcast, episode 110, Take Me On and On. Secret Messages. In the liner notes from the 2000 box set, Flashback, Jeff Lynne wrote, Kind of a spaceman's point of view. He just wants to keep going out there. In the liner notes for the 2001 Secret Messages remaster, Jeff wrote, Taking a stroll through infinity. In 1993, Andrew Whiteside wrote in the 15th issue of Face the Music, Written after Jeff saw a TV documentary on the space shuttle, the lyrics obliquely describe the thoughts of what it would be like to fly in space to the accompaniment of suitably timeless drifting music. In the November 2nd, 2012 Birmingham Post, Jeff Lynne said, Mr. Blue Sky is my favorite, of the hits, yes. But I also love Take Me On and On from the Secret Messages album. Take me, I'm yours. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsenson. I don't know. I guess this song depends on my mood. There are times when I really get into it. I think it's nice and dreamy and it's, ah, I'm just carried away on waves into space. Much like what the song's about. Other times I'm kind of like, well, it was nice. It was okay. I wasn't carried away this time on dreamy waves of light synth music with some twangy guitar in there and Jeff's voice. So it's, uh, it's... I, I never ever hate it, it's just sometimes I'm like, that was really nice. And other times it's like, okay, there it was. Ended side one on the record and came after Bluebird, so there you go. Well, I think that we finally got to the first really, really good song on the album. According to you. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't, like I said, I didn't really hate any of the other songs, I just thought they were kind of there, but I think we finally got to something that's actually really different and really good. It still doesn't sound as much like Yellow. I can definitely say that, even though you can tell Jeff Lynne's production on it. But in this case, it doesn't hurt it. I mean, you get that feeling of floating in space without him completely redoing Space Oddity, which, thank goodness, because this could honestly, if uh, it's right on the border there, mm-hmm. it could have honestly slipped into a cover of Space Oddity. <laughs> but... Luckily, he doesn't. He keeps it its own thing. It doesn't sound like other songs. And it's got a great guitar solo in it. And great vocals by him. And lyrically, that's the one thing that's really been getting me on this album, is lyrically he has improved so much. Mm-hmm. But it's just a lot of the music's been either just sounds like songs have been jammed together from other songs and other ideas, or just bland. 
This one seems fully formed, sticks with the same idea throughout the song, and it doesn't seem like it's an uninspired song just to kind of get through the album. It sounds like it's actually something that Jeff Lynne is sitting there going, huh, I really want to write about this. I really want to write about flying around in a space shuttle. And uh, <laughs> I know you said that Bluebird should have been a single and that other songs off of here should have been... This one definitely should have been a single. Uh, I don't know. I don't really think it would have... To me, anyway, I don't think it really would have gone anywhere if it had been released as a single. Like I said, it's, it's, it's kind of dreamy and floating. I don't think it'd be catchy enough for the radio, outside of album rock radio, anyway. That's true, but keep in mind that a lot of the album rock stuff is the stuff you hear these days. The stuff that you would have heard yeah. back on album rock radio back then is the stuff that you hear that uh, either never charted or charted very low. I mean, Mr. Blue Sky, for instance. <laughs> yeah, number uh, 30, whatever. Yeah. It's now their signature song. I don't think yeah. this would ever have been their signature song, but I do think the song represents the album a little bit better better than Rock and Roll is King, even though Rock and Roll is King is an obvious single. Yeah, it is. And a fun song, which we'll get to that, of course. But no, this one, I think, would have been a better... I mean, Secret Messages, yeah, it's, that's an okay single. But this should have been... I would have put this in after Rock and Roll is King. I mean, if you want to get something to come out after Rock and Roll is King, that's a total contrast. But it's still a good, solid song. I don't see it beginning in top 10 or anything. But mm-hmm. yeah, it could have made top 30, top 20. And I think that with that attention back then, it probably would still get played. Even in 1983, when Secret Messages came out, and I was 14, I did have the album, I was aware, I thought Secret Messages was an odd choice for a single. I liked it, I thought it was great, but I thought it was more album rock station kind of thing, not really top 40 kind of thing. Bluebird, I think, would have worked on both, the album rock and the the top 40 for 1983 on, on those stations. Yeah. My only concern with it would probably be that if it did get released as a single, it would have been released probably more towards the end of the year. (laughs) Yeah. Which means that it would have ended up getting confused with a very similar titled song that came out the next year. Ah, yes. If this was released as a single in 1984, then yeah. Then the the next year would have been another single by another band who is only known for one song. In the U.S., uh, yes, in the U.S., yeah, which is yeah. the only country that matters in the universe. And that song is The Sun Always Shines on TV. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the one by that group, yeah. <laughs> which was actually the better of the two songs, but anyway. <laughs> I think the difference between this and Tom Sawyer. Tom, uh, Major you're, Tom. You're in the rush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of difference between yeah, this is. and Tom Sawyer. There is. <laughs> I think the difference between this and Major Tom is that uh, Major Tom got lost in space and he didn't want to get lost in space. You know, send a message to my wife. I love her. I'm gone forever now. I'm just going to be lost. Whereas Take Me On and On, the guy is in space and he kind of wants to just, he wants to go out further in space. He wants to explore. He wants to go out there. Whereas Major Tom, okay, he just kind of wanted to visit, do his mission and go back home. And then that something blew a sprocket and just sent him drifting off into space. Well, this is also not an allegory for heroin use. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a pretty safe bet. With I think we can call that on any ELO song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yep. But Major Tom did come home, and that was also, I think, wasn't that the next year as well, or was that the same? Was that eighty three? No, that was the same year. It was a hit later in the year, like uh, fall. 
Winter 83. Thank you, Peter Schilling, for filling in the details that David Bowie left out. And then, of course, there's always the classic William Shatner version. <laughs> See, that I like. Um, and we're yeah. off and, <laughs> yeah. and to space ourselves. That's okay. It's where it's, it's that goes on the extended uh, episode <laughs> or expanded episode. I do like the guitar solo. I think that's pretty cool. It's oh, kind of... Yeah. It's kind of rockabilly-ish in this kind of spacey, I don't know if I want to say new agey. It is kind of new agey. He combines it's more something you'd expect off a John Anderson solo album. He combines two things that shouldn't combine well together, but he does it well together. New age and rockabilly finds a way to make them both work together, and they did. He did really well at it. Good job, Jeff. That's one of the highlights of the song is that guitar solo. Got something to say about Take Me On and On? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. It's time for a great line from ELO from this week's song. What's my line? Come on, bro. Take me on. Ooh. <laughs> on and on. On and oh. Oh. oh! Okay, you sorry asses, my name is Don Fields. Here's my take on Take Me On and On. This track sounds as it is more on mood than lyrics, but Jeff packs a lot into what few words used, enough you don't disregard the entire production. This is the closest to that elusive general underlying feeling that connects all the songs together. Shh, don't use the words concept and album in the 80s. This also serves as intermission music before the onslaught of Psych 2. If this reads a bit dismissive and short, prior to writing this review, I had spent the morning listening to the soothing, uncomplicated sounds of Leon Redbone. And everything else after him feels like Lemmy singing opera with Tom Waits. and here's a thought from Troy. Take me on and on. I had forgotten how much I love this song. I haven't heard it in quite some time. This is a fine example of an ELO album track from the 80s, and I think it's one of their standout album tracks of all time. Yes, it does have a bit of an 80s sheen on it, but that just shows how Jeff was able to take something ubiquitous in early 80s pop songs, the persistent synthesizer, and make something special and beautiful out of it. But now what I really want to talk about is in the liner notes for the flashback box set, Jeff Lynn says about this song that he's often imagined it's about a spaceman wandering aimlessly through space, just observing everything that's going on. And that got me to thinking. Maybe this song is the third part in a trilogy about the Space Sentinel from Mission of World Records. 
As you know, Jeff has said Mission to World Record was about a space sentry who was sent to observe the planet Earth and yet finds out things were not as they seem and he wants to get out, he wants to go back home, but he can't. But then, part two, Big Wheels. He gets the order to come back home or he just decides to go back home on his own. But his faster-than-light drive is broken. So he has to go back billions of miles at normal speed. And in big wheels, he's wandering through the universe, trying to get home, knowing that he may die before he gets there. And now, take me on and on, he's still wandering through space, no closer to home than he was when he left Earth, and just observing everything that's going on. From the fertile imagination of Jeff Lynn, taking a love song and making it about something more. That's all for this week. I'll talk to you next week. This has been A Thought from Troy. The chains that hold you, those chains will soon be gone. A reference to the contract that he's stuck in. Just one more album, and those chains will soon be gone, and so will the Electric Light Orchestra. I see the afterglow. Jeff Lynn used the word afterglow in On the Run. When doesn't Jeff Lynn use the word afterglow? Shut up, I'm trying to bend minds to my conspiracy theory. Sorry, carry on. The secret messages are right in front of your faces, people. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I like the song and danced to it, and it was very, very fun. The way I did it. Wow, she liked it. Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELO pod. Next week, episode 111, Time After Time. <laughs>